there's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org slash work. You know you could use a vacation right now, so consider Little Rock for your first trip of 2021. With six stops on the U.S. Civil Rights Trail and dozens of Black-owned businesses and restaurants just waiting to serve you, it's the kind of place where Black History Month is celebrated all year long. My kind of business. So if you're big on Black culture and the Black experience, you're going to be big on Little Rock. Plan your visit at littlerock.com. Safely. It's a new year and it's time for new possibilities. And do we ever need them? Child, please. Cricket Wireless can help you make the easy switch to the mobile plan that's right for you. Starting at $30 a month. Smile and switch to Cricket. Activation and other fees and restrictions apply. Terms subject to change. See store for details. Been good yes, to me. Not even one sad day or minute have I had since you've come away. I hope you know I'd gladly go anywhere you take me. It's so amazing to be it's loved. So amazing. <laughs> I follow you to the moon and the sky above. I go. Bye bye. Sadness. Hello. Oh, you better skip. I just skipped. I skipped. God to tell you. Tell you how you how thrill, you thrill me. me. Yes. I'm happy as I can be. You have come and it's changed my whole world. Bye bye. Bye bye. Sadness. Sadness. Hello. 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 <laughs> what a what wonderful, a wonderful day. day! Hey, so amazing, so amazing. I'll follow you. Key change, all right. And the sky. Ooh. I love it. I love it so much. And it's so amazing, amazing. I can thug forever and ever. <laughs> What a mess! <laughs> Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord. Here we are. Yes. Welcome back to Getting Grown, man. We have tried to record this show <laughs> 78 times. The devil is busy today, but he is defeated. Because we're here. Okay, you're not going to win here, so you can take your ashy behind on back to where you came from, okay. sir. Okay? And don't let it split you. I'm sick of your mess. Don't let it split you, nigga. Please get away from us right now. Well, it's re are you recording, okay. sis? Are you recording? I am okay. recording. I am watching the machine. <laughs> it is moving. 
The lights are lit. It is recording. We are engineers. We're glad Just about it. Just so y'all know, we are in we are motherfucking production, nigga. We are everything. We're doing everything. everything. And and everything is us. Rest in heaven, Auntie Nippy. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Absolutely. And so welcome back to Getting Grown. I'm Kia. I'm Jade. Oh, yes. And she's also breathing uh, on her own. And uh, we are here to talk about the ghettos of adulting. It's the worst hood that we've ever endeavored to live mm-hmm. in. But we're going to talk about it around the kitchen table. All the things, honey, the good, the bad, the ugly, the test, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations, the taxes and the tries. Okay, because sometimes y'all be trying. Amen. Ho, 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 ho. But we'll get to that. (laughs) We're going to talk about we're going to talk about all of those things. The year of our Lord 2021, man. We're glad. We're glad to be here. We're glad to have you at the kitchen table. What's going on, sis? How are you? I'm I'm well. I'm sitting here relaxing um, and twisting my hair. As you can see, I'm almost done. Absolutely. Optimal blackness is happening Peak right now. blackness. Peak. And uh, Kia and I have to, we just want to start getting grown off with like, you know, this is a community. So we want to share things with you all that we, we found to be Life useful hacks. to ourselves. Absolutely. And so this Absolutely. is going to be for two different communities, but this is this shows you the inclusion of this show. <laughs> so my life hack that I found, okay, as you can hear, that's my little champagne top. Uh, I like to drink oh Lambrusco. I have just come to accept it. You know, I... Because she is a Jewish I woman. I am. Okay, but you call Moira. In, a, in Astoria. <laughs> call me Moira. And you live in Astoria. I live in Astoria. My name is Moira, and I make the best knish. Knish. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I I don't like that sweet shit y'all niggas be, be eating down and drinking down at the Olive Garden, but I did find some nice dry Lambruscos because a bitch likes, likes the effervescence. So I found that, you know, when your windows need to be replaced or you live in New York City where you have to install <laughs> your air conditioner yourself, there are cracks in things. Mm. Um, and so I found a very cold corner in my room in which I can keep my Lambrusco in the windowsill and it is at perfect temp. And so I don't have to go all the way to the kitchen to go get it. I mean, like, it don't I mean, get no it's it's really the it's really the amenities. It really, for me. like, I'm just I almost bought a fridge. Oh, okay. But pour up, pour up, pour up, pour up. Don't let it fall down. But we'll talk about her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you tell them about your life hack because it's actually like for niggas' health and shit. Well, well, I'll do my best. Okay, so I was just telling Jade, uh, I'm really excited because this week I will be getting my Peloton. I ordered a Peloton and I, I hope, hey, I mean, don't be alarmed. I don't want you guys thinking that I have come into She's some rich. wealth. I have not, at least not <laughs> yet. But I came across um, a, a life hack that I, it might be useful if you, if you are managing a chronic condition like me. So as I've shared many times, I have rheumatoid arthritis, mm. um, which is a, a autoimmune condition mm-hmm. that affects my bones and joints. I have to take, uh, you know, a, a mess, uh, my medication uh, is a biologic. So I have to take that intravenously once a month. It suppresses my immune system. Um, and so me venturing out into the, pandemon- the pandemonium <laughs> of the coronavirus has been a risk every time. And so I've been... Uh, you know, <clears throat> but also needing to manage uh, health, healthy eating and act and active um, 
exercise as you know in order to help manage my condition and so mm-hmm. i talked to my doctors about that exercise being such a big part of my wellness regimen um i was looking for in-home alternatives to me actually venturing outside to go to work out at orange theory or at the gym or anything like that and so um, was researching online at the end of 2020 I found myself with quite a bit of flex spending because you know when we were at the height of the shutdown we weren't even going to the doctor's office like we usually right. do and so um <clears throat> I had all this money in my flex spending and I wasn't really sure what to do so I was looking online and I found that certain insurance companies and flexible spending uh account the, the companies that manage those accounts were allowing folks uh you know with certain extenuating c- circumstances and health conditions if you were to get a prescription for in-home workout equipment you can use your flex spending so that you can have in-home workout equipment um since it's safer for us mm-hmm. to work out at home than to be outside sometimes and so i was able to uh you know get the right uh, paperwork. I had to get a letter of medical necessity and a prescription from my doctors. And once I got that, I was able to use my flex spending to order the workout equipment. And so I got a Peloton and it's going to be delivered here very, very yes. soon in a couple of days. I'm very excited about that. So I wanted to make sure that I shared that in case anybody else, um, you know, is like me and, you know, it might be something that we you can look into uh, to help me, you know, instead of having to spend you know, out-of-pocket money, my flex spending, that tax-free money that we all put aside, you know, if you have that benefit, if you utilize that benefit, I was able to use it that way. And then that way I didn't lose any of my flex uh, money because I don't get to, I think you can only roll over $500 and I had a whole lot more than that. So um, y'all look into that if that's something uh, that might be useful to you. Um, yeah, because we be we all about sharing Absolutely. information and tips and strategies here. At the Getting Grown Kitchen and, Table. And, and reach out to your, ask your Peloton community to, you know, support you. Yes. <laughs> Please. And speaking of support, and so, you know, as a woman of a particular uh, posterior mm. size, okay, you know, I understand that the spin bikes don't really accommodate for, you know, my black my black body. The Soul way that cycle, it is. The way that the Lord made Non-inclusive okay? winches. You all had that shit. <laughs> hammering my fucking shit hammering it to death (laughs) and so i am looking for a bike that might be better suited for my own unique african-american anatomy yes um so if you are in in the peloton community i want you to let me know so we can all get together for a group ride but also if you have found a more comfortable seat to suit your particular needs um, that you need to share that with me as well so that we can all be out here riding comfortably in the Peloton streets. Thank you so much. Well, I just want to let you, if you all are of the big coochie brigade, such as myself, <laughs> and you hate spin, I just want to affirm you to not feel bad because it is not for you. Listen. Because I, myself, and my big coochie, do not enjoy it. I think it's just a matter of the seats. It's a matter it? of the seats that don't always account for. I do. I don't feel like it's the bikes. I think it's the seats. Just like you had to get a new seat for your actual bike. No, I think you, I also you... had, I had a crate, like I had this, this instructor and this bitch was on 75 uppers. I don't know what was going. She was up and down, <laughs> up and down, rocking head back and forth. She, I'd have never seen anybody head bang to Tupac. It, I just, between that, my coochie, like, I, ju- I just was absolutely, I've given up on spin. I've given up. 
Well, I'm going to keep you all posted. I'm looking forward to having um, the option of, of it. I'm looking forward to the Peloton community. Everybody who I know that has a Peloton talks about how amazing it is. And, you know, I'm looking forward to to being a part. So, yeah, let's let's um, like I said, let me know if you be out here and uh, we'll have a getting grown party. Yeah. Why the hell I'll not? stand there and DJ. <laughs> Oh, you can be. Yes, you can be out. I DJ. will DJ, or me. Me and the big coochie click could be over in the corner doing uh, some workouts by Follow the Leader or something. <laughs> you because are. You are really something, sis. But speaking of some things, we have some trash. So sh- let's mosey. A clean up woman. Okay, we got trash to get into. And I'm just going to go ahead and start off. We're just going to wrap this whole Gorilla Glue gate up because I know we're all tired of it. But we will be remiss okay. if we did not wrap it up and make sure that Tessica, uh, you know, all her shit is out there and she's given a fair shot. I still stand by everything that was said last, last week. So let's just be clear. <laughs> <laughs> like, I stand by everything I said. But... um. Tessica was she was able to go to a black plastic surgeon who was able to help her indeed uh, to get her get you know get her shit taken care of and help her scalp and all of those things um, and save her scalp you know and I'm glad we said it last week save we it. were hoping that a, a remedy came out of this I am and we did pray for her well being very excited it was done. <laughs> and that's that's just that um she's not planning to sue gorilla glue apparently that was a false story that was put out so she never had any intention of suing gorilla glue so we want to make sure that we put that out there but that black plastic surgeon was able to save her scalp and for that i am glad i am glad that there's no permanent damage done um she didn't suffer more harm and uh you know a lesson was learned also very good um in addition to that hold on i actually lost my whole oh yes she says she is going to donate i believe twenty thousand dollars or something of the gofundme um to reconstructive surgery so for those who need reconstructive surgery so good i'm glad to hear it me too um I understand that she also has like merch and an agent. She's selling um, t-shirts and sweatshirts with the tagline bonded for life. (laughs) I'm actually, Um, she's selling head wraps. (laughs) You know what? I might buy some because I'm not mad at that. You know, I'm not mad. White people capitalize off of shit every day. Uh, I mean, for less. Okay. So the thing is, I mean, and I, I don't know. I, I hope that this, I mean, I'm I'm hopeful that this situation will, <clears throat> I'm glad that we had a, a good resolve and I, I this will continue to raise awareness and, you know, prevent uh, future incidences like it ha- from occurring in the future. So all the best to Tessica girl. And I hope she gets somewhere and just let her scalp breathe for a good, for a, I need at least three months of twist outs from her. Cause I don't want to see another wig or anything like it. Oh no, honey. Um, because she needs her scalp needs uh, her scalp deserves 
some rest and i don't want to see i i I want to see all natural products honestly (laughs) i know i know this is all about us minding our business right now i'm not and i'm uh that's fine i i'll (laughs) I'll own it um but when i want to if when i see some twist outs i want to see all like i don't i want to see avocado oil you know what i'm saying i want to see some honey and some avocado for a deep condition like i i want to see all natural products (laughs) that's it that's it. But I am glad. Her scalp needs a good, hard, fast, and consecration. It does. Okay. Um, it and, does. Period. But we are, we are, in all seriousness, glad that she was able to get that taken Very care glad. of. Very glad. Never wished any ill will on Happy her. Happy endings. Yeah. Um, Never. Nicki Minaj's father uh, was killed in a hit-and-run accident. Um I'm very sad to hear that. I did see that um, over the weekend. Yeah. That is it really sad news. Yeah, that is very sad. So we just want to express our condolences uh, and yep, express our condolences. That's really I don't I don't I don't wish that for anybody to lose a family member in no, that way. Not at all. Um, let's see, Rihanna. So Fenty apparently is being put on hold in the headquarters over the LVMA and the LVMH. Uh, Fenty headquarters, I guess, overseas mm-hmm. is being closed. So I don't know what's going on, but she Uh-oh. is expanding. I don't think it may not be anything bad because she's expanding $1 billion in Savage Fenty instead. Oh, yeah. wow. So she is, she is, come on, she's Robin. She's making her money. Listen, we know Robin has never had a problem with making her ducats. Never. I'm not. I'm not mad at it. And she's out here giving the girls grief with these pictures. Do you hear me? Um, uh, as always, that nigga was acquitted. <sighs> I mean, do we have to say anything nope, else? In that? That's it. Oh no. God, just dis- disappointment. Yeah. Period, period. Yeah, disappointment. No surprise. Um, He's going to run for president again. I'm very because because somebody that arrogant will only do something like that, and we can all just only hope that he dies first. I said it. Y'all don't have to say it. I said it. It's fine. I don't. It's fine. Oh Jesus. I don't. It's Lord fine. I I stand by it. I own it. I stand <sighs> in it. I stand up in it. Okay. I wear it proudly. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Because that's the oh only resolve we got at this oh point. God. That nigga's got to die. Um, oh, Lord have mercy. Whoa. So Lori Harvey's living her best life and we love it. Okay. So that's that's that. That's all that is said to be, be, be said about that. Um, Get what you we're need. not that. I, I love that she's a young woman who is out here getting all the love that she deserves and wants and whatever else. April Jones, though. because i want to be clear this is not about multiple partners this is not about none of that i want every flourish queens okay flourish the way these niggas do but april jones (laughs) oh no baby what is you doing i oh my god when i saw she was with little fizzy pop i was like okay Messy, this this but, looks the okay. fuck wild. This looks crazy, sis. Like I can't even hold you. There's nothing. I, there's nothing redeeming about this. This looks wild. 
I just will say, and I know that I mean many people won't care about this, but if Dr. Dre has been grown my, my whole, life, whole life, I know that Dr. Dre. <laughs> I know that Dr. Dre has been grown like all of April Jones's life, and I just listen. And then everyone can do with it, and she's grown, so Boots. she can make her own Boots. decisions, but. I just know that there's got to be a 40-year age gap. But maybe I'm exaggerating, but maybe not. Um, furthermore, is Dr. Dre well? Uh, well <laughs> I mean, yes. was it, it wasn't long ago. He is, actually. We were sending our thoughts and we prayers. Were, and he, he actually recovered from that. That I didn't know. But Thank the um, Lord. But, sure. uh, okay, uh, this is just a lot. This is a lot. But this is a I lot. Just, I mean, I... Hey. You know, not only it's not even just the age gap. I watch Married to Millions. I know that you know there's there's some wild shit out there, <laughs> but I watched the sidebar. I watched one episode <laughs> of Married to Millions. Who? Oh, oh, what do you and have questions about time, Rodney? The whole time I kept saying, "Do y'all hear Rodney? <laughs> do y'all hear him? I mean, do y'all hear him? I this is a whole thing I kept saying like." I mean, well, me and this is going to get... <laughs> I'm just saying, whoa, wait a minute. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hold on. <laughs> Roll out. No, uh, Rodney, and listen, Rodney, Rodney is and that playing is the not, game. And that, is, and that is not a shade because no. y'all know that I'm not, you know, I'm just saying like... No, wait, no. Okay. Rodney. Okay. No, they put they playing, they playing in our faces on this show. I'm not going to hold you. And Somebody lying. It. Somebody has got to be lying somewhere. I have to tell you, though, since you have seen it, this reference will he be was hilarious. Like, I got to tell my I got to tell my parents. He's like, I don't want to me and this. got engaged. Wait, do you? So I said Rodney. XD Rodney, calls, Rodney. He calls Rodney. her old scissor. And I. <laughs> okay. All right. That's enough. That's enough. And that's enough out of that there, Xavier. I'm so sick of him. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. You can tell him. I'm so sick of him. Please. But yeah, I don't know what April Jones is doing, bro, because, you know, Dr. Dre, he got a, you know, he has, he does not have a good reputation when it comes to relationships. Listen. You are a young, you are young. You know, and I want you to find the love that you are looking for. But, baby, can you look somewhere else? Do you, like, go searching in hopeless places on purpose? Or what? Like, what happens? She's She seeks love in the hopeless place. Not that she found it. That's where she seeks. Um... Shout out to Auntie Tabitha Brown, big sister Tabitha, because she's actually not old at all. Yes. She is joining she's the not. shot. She's really my age. Yeah, she, yeah. And then that's my business. And, and that's, that's her business. And that's her business. <laughs> and, but she will be. Like so like she that. She will be playing a role on the shot. And I am so excited to see Lena be out here employing, employing niggas. I love it. And that's what we need out here. And if we remember, exactly before she was a vegan chef online, Tabitha was an aspiring actress. She's always been an aspiring actress. She was. That's why she moved to LA. I've seen her several times uh, in several several things. I think there was like an episode of Will and Grace or something. Oh. And I saw her on a Lifetime movie or something. Yeah, I've seen her. Like she's had like little one-offs um, like episodes that she would land, you know, Oh, um, you know, occasionally. I love so that. So she's not new to this. No, she's not. Mm-hmm. And she says she used to walk. There's an agency that represents her that she says she used to walk by all the time. 
And, you know, she would just be like, all right, I can't wait to be a part or whatever. So we're really happy to see that, you know, at, it doesn't matter. It, if you don't reach your goals at 25 years old, that doesn't mean you're not going to reach them. It's never too never, late, beloved. Never. And Tabitha's not even old. <laughs> so no, I think she's like forty-two or forty-one or four. She just she had a birthday had a, last I week. I think she said like she's it. forty-two, and I was like, "You see, her, she just has a mm-hmm. she just has a auntie spirit." But, um, <laughs> but that's big sister Tab because she's coming out of high school right before we were. So. Literally, maybe a couple of years. Right. Me and Tab was probably in high school at the same right. time. Just a freshman and a senior. She was a senior. Exactly. I was a freshman. <laughs> exactly. That's fine. It's fine though. It's but okay. That's it for the child. I ain't got nothing else for the child. You got something to add? Um, I did see that. Uh, uh, you know the the daughters of the Confederacy. I'm um, t- I'm lying. I'm sorry. Um, I'm looking at the. Uh, <laughs> I I I don't watch The Bachelor, but my grandmother does. Um. And so uh, she randomly asked me if I heard about what was going on. And so I told her I didn't know what she was talking about, but I did some Google Googleizations mm-hmm. and saw that there has been some, some racial controversy over there on the bachelor. Now y'all know this is the first uh, season that they've had a black male bachelor. Okay. okay. And you know, he has, he has colorblind politics. You know, he doesn't see color and he said he wasn't going to be bullied <sighs> into a black relationship. But that's another conversation for another day. Um, but what has what the more the more recent scandal comes is one of the the contestants on The Bachelor, uh, a white a white young lady with some pictures, some photographs of her attending an antebellum slavery party uh, while she was in college, and she's also been associated with some some posts or reposts of the Confederate flags and some QAnon information or thereabouts um and so there's been some you know backlash around around some of that and she's issued an apology and when it was uh when the host of the bachelor christopher harrison was confronted by a correspondent on extra a black woman correspondent on extra he defended her Um, and so since he's he since apologized for defending uh you know the uh, racist behavior of the contestant and as such will be stepping down for a quote period of time from the bachelor. And so, you know, Hmm. we're still out here, you know, waging war on social injustice (laughs) and systemic racism. Wow. Um, And, you know, I just, I think this is just a real example. Um, And I don't, and I tweeted about this earlier today. So if you want to have more conversation about it, you can meet me over there in the Twitter sphere. But I think that we'll all get a lot further, a lot faster if we really, really sit with the fact that racism runs so much deeper than personal preferences and prejudices and biases. Mm -hmm. And we are not dealing with just hearts and minds and thoughts and prayers and, you know, even individual beliefs. But we are actually fighting systems and structures and policies. And I think when we when we actually realize that, because, you know, I just I'm really getting weary and I understand it. I'm not saying that they're not necessary warranted but these sort of like individual personal apologies and apologetic statements for this kind of behavior going to keep happening but i think that they don't come with uh you know actual change in behavior change in action change um you know in uh systems instruct like you know changes in 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 systemic ways that we're not really going to get anywhere ever um, and, and I also feel like, you know, it's a good opportunity for people to really dig into, 
you know, what she's, I don't know that I, from the sense of her, she apologized. I shouldn't say, I was, I shouldn't say what she I was apologized for I guess what? I'm saying. We what did she deep. apologize for? She, exactly. She apologized. She said that she didn't know, uh, but that doesn't excuse her. Right. So uh, she said her ignorance, she said she didn't know what she was doing was wrong, but she recognizes that her ignorance is racism, blah, 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 blah. Okay. But I feel like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at some point we, we do, I don't know what mechanism or what's going to be the, the means by which we get to some of these, uh, difficult conversations um but but i just i think platforms like abc you know while we're talking about uh i don't know i just i think given all this it would be nice to see abc sort of like lead a conversation on some of this stuff um and like address it and because i mean the i get i get you know accountability and people feeling like they need to step away and step down but if we don't have these conversations in the same grand fashion that we make these mistakes mm-hmm. <laughs> quote unquote mistakes um you know and exhibit these racist behaviors then you know i just i just wonder how 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 much longer it's going to take to get to get us to where we need why to be why the fuck are y'all still having um, antebellum parties like why this is what I'm saying. What are we like? And I mean, she, so, and that was the, the big, the big issue around Chris Harrison's defense. Cause he was saying, you know, the party was in 2018 as if the, that 2018 was like 1957 or something. It was like 2018 is just nigga. That was three years ago. <laughs> like a few years ago. Like, <laughs> like, what are you saying? I'm just like, you, you are, are you like, dumb? like y'all love y'all love it. The ignorance is what irritates me because you love sh- being white so hard that you want to dress up as the people as your ancestors during the time of when they owned niggas like that's like are you thinking about that i didn't realize it was wrong bitch you're literally sitting up here dressing as massa's daughter and you don't think anything's wrong with it what the fuck else was going on during that time please tell me i'm so sick of y'all and these stupid ass excuses it is it's very, it's really challenging, right? Because especially people who are holding on to these things as markers of their heritage, you know, without acknowledging the ways in which their heritage was like, you know, oppressive. Um, okay, so go ahead. So, you know what? Nope, I'm inhumane. not going to say that. Y'all not going to nitcanning me. <laughs> so the thing, no, so it's just, it's just a lot. And that's what I'm saying. I feel like in, we, we're going to have to find ways to have these conversations um, and, and create space for people to, to be open and honest so that we can call these things out and address them head on. Right. Because, you know, the pattern is somebody says or does something egregious, um, racist, you know, that's bigoted. (laughs) And then, you know, what do they do? They issue an apology and then they, you know, fall into, uh, you know they disappear for a certain number uh, amount of amount of time and then it's okay for them to kind of ease right. back everyone talks about i want to go off and get educated no you need to get educated in the public platform just the way that you was public in your racism and exactly. bigotry you need to get educated in like manner so that other people might learn you know what i'm saying so and i don't know i i think we talk about this a lot at work we kind of work to create these containers and, and, and spaces for these conversations, um, you know, in different, in different spaces throughout the higher education context and landscape. But, you know, we, it is really about unlearn learning and unlearning, educating, re-educating yourselves to, in order to dismantle some of the problematic ways in which we've been socialized to think, behave, believe, and be. 
in the United States of America. And hmm. I just, you know, the pattern is going to continue. It's going to continue because we're, we've been tiptoeing around this and kind of like, you know, putting lipstick on the pig. That's what we've been doing for the last 30, 40 years. We're not going to get to the place where we calling things, things until we call things, things. Yep. Um, and we got to have the tools to do that. And thankfully there are people who are out here who are equipped to and trained to kind of lead the charge on this, but we just need access to your platforms in order to do it right. And I said, we, yes, because that will be me as mm-hmm. well. And I'm not saying that in a braggadocious way, but just saying, you know, the, you know, we got to find ways to kind of bridge the scholarship, the thing that we're learning, the things that we're publishing in these scholarly spaces, unless we kind of bring them down to the real life, practical, real life, uh, you know, wicked problems of the world until we can apply those things that way. Like we're only talking to ourselves and that's not going to really get us that far either. So it's got to be a both and and not an either or. And that's just my little soapbox for oh, the day. No, I appreciate I'm gonna be quiet it. No, now. I appreciate it. Let them know. Cause I'm so sick of y'all fucking antebellum parties. Antebellum parties. Everything Kia said, dismantle the system, all that shit. But <laughs> antebellum parties, like what the fuck? Do you see why can't you just have a regular ass '80s party, '90s party, like other niggas '70s party, '60s party? You niggas love being flappers. Oh, you love flapping. Why don't you dress like the Great Depression? Why don't you do that? I don't see you niggas oh doing God. that. I don't see you walking around with scuffy shoes and and, and fucking suspenders. You want to have an antebellum party? Y'all be getting as close as you can, as close as you fucking can, and act like you don't know what is going on. And I'm so sick of your damn ignorance and your big-eyed, doe-eyed, oh, I didn't know it was. You knew what the fuck, bitch. Shut the fuck up. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I've never seen white people. I've never seen y'all have a Holocaust party, and I'm not being a dickhead, but I really have never seen you do that. You've never done that as a theme. Please, kiss my ass. It's a, it's, we just, we just like we have a lot of work a to whole do. fucking lot and and it's going to be more than just diversifying the cast of the bachelor and having a black bachelor and a black bachelor especially when like, you have a black bachelor up there because it's not even about the fact that somebody gets up there and says i'm open to whatever type of relationship i don't have a problem with interracial relationships i mean i be like look at me <laughs> i can't <laughs> Damn, I don't have a problem with it. What I have a problem with is when you get up there and then of course you do it in a passive aggressive manner. I'm not going to be bullied into being with a black woman. Okay. All right, nigga. We know exactly like we can read between the lines. We know exactly what you're saying. Please. Child, I'd be so Listen, fucking I just sick That's what I'm saying. People. Like it's these issues are so much deeper. It runs deeper than personal preferences and even personal prejudices. It like it's deeper than mm-hmm. that. Um and so <clears throat> I just think I just think there's a level of responsibility that comes. Like you know what I'm saying? You can't have one and not the other. If you're gonna be diverse, you're gonna have to be inclusive. Okay, and it's going to take more than just kind of diversifying these spaces and bringing spaces that are that are marginalizing the people of color. You know what I'm saying? Bringing people of color into spaces that marginalize them without making sure that they are safe and, uh, you know, have access, full access and full, um, you know, capacity to 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 succeed Mm -hmm. and to thrive in the same ways that white people do. And I mean, this we're talking about a dating show. So, you know, if it's existing in this platform, this is think about all the ways that it exists on your job, in your school, in your neighborhood, at your gym, at your church. Hello, somebody. But all Mm. of these things, um, you know, we got to we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. And if we don't create containers where we can have productive conversation um, and people can be open and honest and we get past, you know, 
personal attacks and personal feelings and stuff. We just got to call these things things. And that's, that's the only way we're going to get to it. That's the only way we're going to get to it. Yep. That's it. <sighs> Woo. What a time. That was okay, a trash so let's segment. get on into. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Ah. Woo. Chile. We have a All shout right, out. So what do we have to do now? Let's, the shout let's out? Let's do a shout out. My sister's popping right now. Like. Okay, boom. We're going to do a listener shout out today. So we have an email from Kayla. She says, hey, Jade and Kia, I'm so geeked to be launching a BIPOC storytelling community called Home on February 14th. After years of intuitive nudges to open a community retreat center and months of dreaming up how to virtually create space for BIPOC to gather meaningfully, create new language to understand and express our inner world and practice transformative relating with other humans doing the same. Would you share the information below with your community? We absolutely will. And we will also post the links in the description box. So always check there. She says, Called Home is a virtual retreat for BIPOC to cozy up to the proverbial campfire and connect with like-hearted homies through creative storytelling. Grounded in theme storytelling prompts and creative playtime, we get to the heart of the question, how are you? in order to call ourselves home one story at a time. Called Home launches February 14th with the theme, What Do We Call Home? And will include three live gatherings on February 20th, March 6th, and March 13th as well, as access to storytelling prompts and musings, guided reflections, discussion forums, and creativity lounges. As a community, we'll we'll co-create a cozy, playful vibe and pave a lane for folks to share their creative gifts. So this is going to be hosted by Kayla, um, pronouns she and they, a dreamer, lover, and hanging out enthusiast who has co-created communities of care for BIPOC and LGBTQ folk for the last decade. Kayla's hype to ritualize connection and creativity in a storytelling community called home. So we're going to go ahead and put all of that information in the description box. If you are in the BIPOC community and you are a writer and you're looking for like-minded individuals to, uh, grow grow in a community with and become a village all of that information will be in the description box and i love um that you all are creating all these different lanes and different ways of connecting uh while we are in uncertain times and while we have been trying to figure out how to navigate during these times i think that's really really dope so shout out to you kayla absolutely i love that i love the idea i love the vision of that 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 seems like really dope um so congratulations and just as an aside in case folks don't know um bipoc stands for black and indigenous people of yes uh so yeah and just just in case anybody was like what but yeah just the it's kind of the new term for people of color that that acknowledges uh, black and indigenous person specifically so that we don't get kind of lost in the sauce of the people of color. Absolutely. Conglomerate. Absolutely. <laughs> so to speak. Um, but yeah, that's what's up. Shout out to Kayla for, for reaching out to share that information yes. with us. And we're excited to share it with you. We all. are. Let's get onto this kitchen table. With masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. You work on your self-expression and authenticity with RuPaul, improve your creative skills with Issa Rae, or work on becoming a more effective communicator with Robin Roberts. With over 100 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. 
Whatever you're interested in, there's a masterclass for you. Each class is broken out into individual video lessons, usually around 10 minutes long. You can explore at your own pace, and each class is supported by downloadable materials, lessons, recipes, or more. These hundreds of video lessons are available anytime, anywhere on iOS, Android, desktop, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, and Roku. Okay, so I am currently taking two master classes. You all know... <laughs> that my line of work is a little bit more unconventional, right? You're sitting here listening to me now, but some of you are subscribed on Patreon and get to see some of my food videos. So two of the master classes that I've signed up for is Gordon Ramsay's class, which is about restaurant cooking, but at home. Cause as you know, we love to think outside the box and do things that are gonna make it fun at home. And I thought it would be really great to take a class from somebody who, I love their cooking style. I love Gordon Ramsay's cooking style. I love that he doesn't tell you to add a tablespoon of olive oil. He'll tell you to add a splash. So I'm very <laughs> excited about that. And then Issa Rae's class is about thinking outside the creative lines, which with podcasting and being able to merge those two worlds, what better time for me to be able to do that? And then on top of that, the fact that the classes are somewhere around 10 minutes, they're not very lengthy. I can do them at my own pace with the life that I'm leading right now and having a family and so forth. It is super beneficial for me. I highly recommend you check it out. Get unlimited access to every masterclass. And as a getting grown listener, you get 15% off an annual membership. Go to masterclass.com slash grown. That's masterclass.com slash grown for 15% off masterclass. All right, y'all. It's another amazing podcast that you have to listen to now. Check out Built to Last. It's a podcast by American Express that highlights the stories, history, and continued legacy of Black-owned small businesses that shape American culture. In honor of Black History Month, American Express is continuing to shine a light on these Black-owned businesses with the release of a special episode highlighting Rose Nicod, the first known coffee vendor in New Orleans in the 1800s, and Sip and Sonder, a community and well-being-focused coffee shop in Inglewood, California. If you haven't already, check out the debut episode of Built to Last and hear host Elaine Welteroth explain how the Black business leaders of our past have inspired today's Black-owned small businesses. The season features small business owners like Pinky Cole of Atlanta's food truck turned restaurant Slutty Vegan and Hanifa Mwemba, a cutting-edge designer and so many other amazing small business owners. Plus, there's a special check-in with modern-day Renaissance woman Issa Rae. As Built to Last uncovers and celebrates past and present stories of Black entrepreneurship in America, we hope to encourage all of our listeners to support these businesses and also the Black-owned businesses in your community. Check out the debut season of Built to Last on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Podcasts. All right, it's time to gather around the kitchen table. I came across... Um, a really dope read on 2190 that was written um, by uh, Dr. Christian H., who is a professor, um, speaker, yoga instructor, also uh, a writer. Um, and it was uh, she, she's featured in this uh, Black History Month series that 2190 is doing on their website. So you guys should check that out. Um, but she wrote an article... Uh, called Black Girl Happiness is Revolutionary. Mm -hmm. And I thought that it was uh, really compelling, all the things that she said. And I won't uh, spoil it for you. Uh, I think that you should definitely go and check it out. I will, I will include the, we'll include, we'll include the link. 
why can't I speak today, Jesus? <laughs> we'll include we'll include the link in uh, in the description box so that you guys can check it out. But it was really uh, it centers on the idea, you know, black people, black women specifically are. Um, taught that happiness is not a priority or it's not a birthright. Mm-hmm. Um, rather, it is something that can only be attained um, should we meet certain criteria or find ourselves in certain circumstances or conditions. Um, and sometimes many people don't even get to have it, right? right. Um, it, it bucks this um, notion of, uh, of struggle equal strength Mm -hmm. that exists upon lots of populations of color. We become so focused, um, on, you know, what we should be doing, Mm -hmm. uh, the attending the right schools, the right jobs, having the right partners or right relationships, doing these things according to specific timelines and benchmarks. And we get caught up and wrapped up in this idealized notion of what success looks like, which is often this hard road that we have to travel. Um, and, and as such, we kind of internalize this concept that struggle is just a a part of who we are. Um, because we have had struggle, we have we have struggled or have had to struggle um, throughout our history, throughout our lives, and that is a part of it is a part of our story and what how we've gotten here. But it is, does not have to be uh, our future or our present. Um, and so her article kind of bucks this notion that struggle is a sign of strength um, or credibility or power mm-hmm. or perseverance, um, and um, one of the more captivating quotes that I'll read really quickly if my computer will allow me to. Um, so it says happy. Uh, she's like, my <clears throat> happiness was so uncomfortable that I fought it. I felt like I was less of a strong black woman because my life was too easy and I didn't have enough struggle. Being overworked, underrested and overextended were more comfortable than being happy, healthy and free. And so I thought that that was real. That really resonated with me as someone who often struggles to, we talk about all the time, how, you know, self-care, self-love, mm-hmm. um, you know, creating space in your life for, you know, the free expression of your emotion um, or, you know, your honest response mm-hmm. to the different things that you go through. It feels foreign. Um, and so I was, I was really kind of compelled by some of the things that she offered here she includes some of the things that she has done to uh free herself from um the things that blocked her from achieving this happiness but i thought it would be a good place for us to kind of talk about the ways that we have internalized struggle as strength and resilience um you know in the in the sense of being a strong black woman or a strong black mom or a strong black anything Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) um it's you know being you know struggle love this whole concept of, of struggle being uh, inherent to who we are as black people, black women specifically. So I wanted to, to talk about that um, and then even think about some ways that we can, uh, as she offered, what are some of the things that we can do to, to block, to free ourselves from the things that block it, block us from really achieving uh, happiness and, you know, thinking about the pursuit of happiness as, as a, as revolution or an act of resistance mm-hmm. as something that we need to reclaim as black people, as black women. So I thought that would be dope for us to, to chop it up 
about for I love that. a few minutes. What What are your initial thoughts, sis? Well, what are some of the things that come were, to mind for you? I, I want to know what she said. <laughs> I, I want to know what she said. <laughs> I was ready to read the article. <laughs> um, <laughs> but for myself, it comes in sm- it comes with small things. And I know we've talked about this a little bit before. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it comes with small things. I think about your words often, actually, like when I get in moments of like being super overwhelmed or, you know, mm-hmm. I may have moments of, I don't even, I'm not really a crier when I'm really sad. That's not, that's not my thing. I have to be like, I don't know. It's, it, it just has to come up naturally, but that's not my normal go-to. But I have thought about your words often when it pertains to your own relationship and how um, a lot of times your mom didn't let you see her struggle. And I know a lot right. of us have dealt with that where our our mothers or our, our mother figures um, put on this this front that we were supposed to. It's so interesting, actually. You know what? I know I just went all over the place. So I've know. been watching. So <laughs> I started watching this show or Netflix called Buried by the Bernards. Have you started watching it? Have mm-hmm. you heard of it? Oh, mm-hmm. sis. Oh. I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it yet. Oh, if you... You must watch for the uncle and the uncle alone because that nigga. Are these black people? Yes, very black. Okay. Okay. Very black. I will give you one line just to pull you in. The uncle, like, I want to say they're from Memphis or something. And, um, exactly. You know, it's a special kind of black people in Memphis. Exactly. (laughs) And so, in his little intro where they're introducing him, they're like, you know, Uncle, I forget what his name is. By day, you know, he's the he does this. He takes care of the hearses, the blah blah blah. He's I forget what his what his title was. They said, well, what what about by night? He goes, oh, by night, straight pimping, baby, straight pimping. <laughs> <laughs> but I say I'm you. Oh, I brought Lord. them up because the grandmother is also a hoot and a holler. Okay. And uh, you're going to get your life mm-hmm. watching her. But she made a comment because one of the granddaughters is pregnant. And she had okay. the baby on like the second episode. That's not spoiling anything. She had the baby or whatever. And she came back after a couple weeks and was like, I'm going to need a little more time off, maybe another week or two, because I need a little bit more bonding time with my baby. And the grandmother goes, bonding time. She said, oh, you young folks are soft. And while I laughed, <laughs> as you are right now, <laughs> because these are the type of women we were raised by. These are the types of things we were told. Absolutely. And we thoroughly enjoy black culture and the things that come along with it. We also have to acknowledge a lot of those toxic um, narratives that we were yeah. taught. Not healthy. Very unhealthy. I went back to work after having no one at six weeks. I was nowhere near ready to go back to work, which then has impacted in full vulnerability, you know, being fully vulnerable. It has impacted, I would like to say, my mothering going forward. You know what I'm saying? I love my kid to Mm. death. I hang out with her. She's a she's a a treat. Do you hear me? But there are some of those (laughs) like maternal, maternal, maternal things that I I like I have to work towards. And I know I talk about that often, but that's because that's real work for me. And so, yeah, you know, I feel like part of that was I don't think I was given a fair shot by having to go back to work at six weeks because of how our systems and our structures are set up. And right. 
but I didn't have time to mope and be sad and walk around. I don't have time to, you know, my breasts hurt. You know what I'm saying? I'd be behind the bar and my yeah. titties are hard as rocks. They're bricks. You know what I'm saying? But I still got to kiki and chat with the customers and I still got to yeah. get on the train, get on the A train at three o'clock in the morning and go home and all of those things and just kind of grin and bear it. Not for my partner. I'm not even I'm not putting it on him or on anybody, but just with society in general. Yeah, totally, totally. I think I think resisting. So I think there was a um, a real kind of black and white way that things were were considered um, and processed. Mm-hmm. That that lens, that either or lens, uh, you know, was something that was common. You know, especially for older generations, it's either this way or that way. There's no in between. And I think one of the things that I think this time has afforded us. Um, it's just kind of the ability to, you know, accept that two things can be true at one Absolutely. time and one Absolutely. thing doesn't cancel another. another. Mm-hmm. And so thinking about another way that we've kind of internalized this, this notion of, of strength and, 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 you know, in, in the face of, of, it, of hard things, I'm thinking about like grief. So I was talking to one of my friends who is grieving you know she recently lost Mm -hmm. her mom and um she's navigating that process and we talked about how at her mom's funeral and and i and it resonated with me because i remember it when i was going through my process you know people have the tendency to tell you to be strong when you're grieving you know what i'm saying you gotta be strong you know and and as if to suggest that you openly or visibly grieving is some sign of weakness Mm -hmm. um and or 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 denying the fact that your that your weakness is valid and warranted mm-hmm. and that there is space for it mm-hmm. um and so what is it like and think about all the ways that we've internalized that and and think how how quickly because i even tried to tell her like you know you just buried your mom like you know she was talking about how she was thinking about meetings and thank you cards and all this other stuff and i'm like girl if you don't want to do nothing right now but get in the bed and watch law and order that's your business them thank you cards ain't going nowhere Mm -hmm. anybody who's meeting right now can meet without you there's nothing that's going on that is so pressing that you cannot kind of sit with what this moment is that's not to say that you're not going to eventually do what needs to be done but there is some flexibility there Mm -hmm. and so really embracing the fact that you know you have access to support and you have you know people around you and you're you're situated in a way that you can ask for what you need and not be considered weak or uh incapable um i think is another way that that we should resist um we can resist these sort of internalized notions Absolutely. that our our authenticity or our happiness or, you know, whatever it is that we need to kind of be okay in that moment is, you know, uh, you know, un- unacceptable. Any less, any less black, any less right. black and, and uh, or, yeah, any, or right. any less strong. Like, why are you not strong? Cause right. you cry or cause you are yeah. sad or cause you, and I have to do that too, because you know I'm, I talk about even when I cry on the show, it's always and I and I because I don't expect to cry. It's not like he's like, "Whoo, I'm going to cry on the show this week." That's it. Always just kind of comes out, and then I have to be honest that you know I am stressed. You know, when I've cried on the show that week, and I know the show is coming out, and I'm crying all over it. I think throughout that week, like, "Wow, I'm crying mm-hmm. all over the place, and people are going to hear me crying." Blah blah blah. Oh, what is that going to mean? They love it. What are people going to think about that? But um. 
you know, the fact of the matter is sometimes I be stressed out <laughs> and sometimes I don't know what I'm doing and sometimes I'm overwhelmed and sometimes I got questions and sometimes, uh, you know, I got feelings about mm-hmm. things and it doesn't make me any less grown, any less mature, no, any less incapable or in control of Bitch, myself. Sometimes I wish I could um, cry on this me, show. Me. Sometimes like, <laughs> nah, dead ass though. I'm so serious because I love when, not, I'm not in love when you cry. <laughs> But I was, about no, to say, no, I was like, no, that's about to sound super fucked up. But I love the fact that when you have those moments of raw emotion, it resonates with so many people because it it allows them to feel okay with the emotions that they're dealing with as well. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes For I sure. think that in these spaces, there are people who forget you're human, and then there are people who appreciate the fact. There are people who who forget to show other people that they're human. And there are people who appreciate the fact that humans exist in these spaces. And they're like, right. I'm not by myself in these situations. And I think it's a, it's beautiful. And sometimes, I, even if I'm sad as shit, I'll be sitting there like, mm, trying to squeeze some tears out. I'm like, yeah. I would love, <laughs> I would love to be that pillow for y'all. I really, really would. Um, you know, and that's another conversation. But I, I think it's a beautiful thing because it really does, it really does allow people to feel more human and i i think a lot of times we don't give ourselves grace period as as humans in general especially as women especially as black women we don't give ourselves a lot of grace and room for that you know what i'm saying i had to start telling myself recently i was supposed to i got asked to speak on this clubhouse um that my homegirl was doing and it was fancy you fancy no no clubhouse is the ghetto (laughs) but this room was beautiful (laughs) it's a lot going on in the clubhouse it's a a, i i can't keep up i was literally invited i was like can you ping me like send me the thing so i know where to go (laughs) like i can't do it but um she asked me to come and be just be a part and come speak bitch i was 30 minutes late because i was sleeping (laughs) oh and i don't nap but that day i needed it like my body was like if you don't lay down it's gonna be a problem and i need and i slept for four hours and when i came on the clubhouse i told the women in the room i was like i'm gonna be real honest with you all i was late because i was asleep (laughs) (laughs) i was like and i (sighs) i have to now tell myself if you're tired it's okay for you to lay down and take yeah. a nap. It's okay. if you, Even if you give yourself a to-do list and, and tasks and things like that, if you have a moment where you're like, I can't do it right now, I'm tired, the world ain't gonna fall apart. The house right, ain't gonna right. fall apart. So that's all I'm gonna say about that. It's important. It's important. And I think that it's okay. I think one of the ways that I, I have noticed that I internalize this struggle or even being like uncomfortable um, in order to accommodate other people's comfort. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we talk about this all the time, but like, you know, respectability um, in the face, you know, you know, in, in moments where people feel like, you know, me showing up as myself is some, is some sort of threat to, to my credibility or my expertise. You know, if I, if I come to your, to, to, a professional setting and I have on hoop earrings or if my natural hair is natural hair and, or if I have long nails. Um, I love that moment um, that um, 
what's the young lady? I can't think of her name. She was, uh, oh gosh, this is going to irritate me. She worked on the Joe Biden campaign. I can see oh, her face, um, but I can't um, call her um, name um, right now. Ayana, not Ayanna Presley. No, Ayanna Presley. no, not no. Ayanna she Presley. has a she has a bald head like me, and she wears long nails. Uh, that's, not, she, that's not Ayanna. Are you sure that's not Ayanna Presley? I'm certain Ayanna Presley is in the House of Representatives. I can't think of her name. I can't oh, think shit. of her name. Um, <laughs> but I can see her face. Either way, I remember her talking. Headed Queen Joe Biden. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I feel terrible that I don't well, remember bitch, I, her name. Well, how the fuck did the Queen of England? She's not even bald headed. How she show up in this okay. search? I'm Either sorry. Way. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> she talked about how you know you know her her wearing her nails and her nail bling and stuff you know does not you know in any way keep her from giving you know chilling critical analysis political analysis or keep doesn't keep her from showing up from her job but it makes people it's a distraction. Black people are only certain kind of black girls you know, wear long nails or have long uh, nail designs and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I think about that in terms of the ways in which we've internalized this, these, these ideals of respectability um, and, and compromise our authenticities or the way that we want to show up. And that's a struggle that we adopt, um, you know, and we walk around unhappy and uncomfortable in uncomfortable clothes and not looking the way we want to look because we're afraid, um, you know, of, of, you know, compromising our success or, you know, our access. And, you know, you know, that's just one of the ways that I, I think that I, I know that I personally um, have internalized, you know, struggle and me doing that, you know, or have, have, have experienced other people kind of shame me, you know for for not doing that and um you know in terms of you know my expectation you're supposed to look a certain kind of way when you're in certain spaces and the differences between dr robinson and kia like kia can wear door knockers or bamboo earrings but dr robinson can't Bullshit. um <laughs> also also so oh, i'm sorry i didn't yeah. mean to cut you off go ahead no 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 that was the end of my point go ahead I, it's also the the um narrative of like black trauma and struggle that I'm kind of tired of. I know not that mm -hmm. we deal with it because we do deal with it and y'all need to know that we deal with it. But white people love to come and ask you about the black struggle instead of coming and asking you about your black joys. They want to come and ask or they want to, there's a million movies out there about all the struggles we've been through and all the hardships Simone that we've gone Sanders. through. Simone Sanders. That's her name. Yes. Simone Sanders. I'm so sorry. I know she doesn't listen to this show, but Simone, you are, I stand for you. I just had a brain fart, girl. Yeah, same. So know that I and be I out also, here telling everybody, like Simone Sanders, I know what I'm talking about. Okay. And Go I ahead. root for, I root for all, for most niggas, but I, I also like, <laughs> I'm not good. I'm not well versed in the pod, but I didn't know who Ayanna Presley was. <laughs> but I knew it. The black struggle. Like, why? Why do you all always want us to come and talk about the struggles of being black as opposed to the joys of being black, as opposed to the things that make us happy? Why do we have to place so much highlight and emphasis on that? Let's some put out. Let's have some more black rom coms. Let's put some cheesy shit out there. You know what I'm saying? Black people deserve. And we we laugh at trauma and we're good at it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Self included. I laugh at all kinds of inappropriate shit because. Black people are funny as hell and we know how to turn anything <laughs> into comedy. But Absolutely. at the same time, we deserve our joy. We deserve to have a joyful narrative. We're not a sad people. That's not all we are. And that's why I've been trying to be intentional, even in thinking about what we're going to talk about on the show, even for Black History Month, right? So it's like, you know, 
of course, we've all been here for our whole lives and we've all kind of come up and been, uh, you know, a part of black history programming and black history curriculum. And it's always the same stories of struggle and stress and and slavery um, and, and success despite the odds. And while all of that is true, well, valid, accurate and worthy of celebration. Right. But we also need to spend just, yeah, yeah. We also need to spend just as much time talking about the ways in which we're going to resist, you know, these patterns and we're going to, you know, uh, you know, be intentional about creating happy lives for ourselves and for future generations. Right. And so, it's just it's just important. And so I, I wanted us to talk about and think about what are the ways in which we can pursue happiness and and, and um, structure happiness in our lives and not feel bad about it and not feel like we are any. Yeah. And not feel like we are any less successful mm-hmm. or any less of a bad bitch or any any, <laughs> any less out here because we happy um, because. Right, because we decide to take a nap or because or because we we decide to take a vacation or because we decide to to enjoy our weekend and not be, you know, handcuffed to our laptops and or, uh, you know, or because we, we just decide enjoy to take a picture with, with our teeth and not looking down at our feet. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Or I mean, and if we just decide to enjoy social media as opposed to to uh, to have buying an LLC and selling things, <laughs> like you know, what if we just enjoy? What if we just enjoy? You know, what if everything doesn't have to be about the grind of entrepreneurship or or anything else? If that's what you're called to, if that's what your purpose is, if that's where you find passion and and productivity, then by all means, go forth and get your Prosper. bag. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm just saying. But there's a lot of pressure that we put on ourselves that we've internalized mm-hmm. um you know being black in america is a full-time job in and of itself and so as such we should you know create space in our lives to think about what are the ways what are the ways that we're going to intentionally be happy and content and have joy in our lives even despite the circumstances mm-hmm. that we find ourselves in what are the what are the things that we're going to do to guard ourselves against the things that impede our joy the things that um you know shut us down or don't make us feel like we deserve these things like we we have to be intentional because it's not going to just just happen for us so that's all I wanted us to kind of chop it up for a little bit about I thought that it would be cool for us to think about this. I want to shout out Dr. Christian yes. um for writing this article and sharing her strategies for um structuring uh black girl happiness as a revolutionary act in her life. Um Dr. Christian H. So you guys make sure you check this out. We're gonna put the link um to the article in our in our description box. Absolutely. And, and we'll we'll carry on. Are we ready for the honesty? I about? think we are, sis. Let's go there. Let's go there. Khadijah James, aka Queen Latifah, is back to equalize injustice in the new CBS original series, The Equalizer. This reimagining of the classic show stars Academy Award nominee and multi-hyphenate Queen Latifah as the equalizer. To the world, she's an average single mom who is quietly raising her teenage daughter. But to a trusted few she is the equalizer, an anonymous guardian angel and defender of the downtrodden who uses her extensive skills as a former CIA operative to help those with nowhere else to turn. Working in the shadows and outside of the law with her team of former operatives, she's the one you call when you can't call 911. 
Starring alongside Queen Latifah in this action-packed thrilling series is an all-star cast, including Mr. Big himself, Chris Noth, Tori Kittles, Lorraine Toussaint, Liza Lapira, Leia DeLeon Hayes, and Adam Goldberg. Don't miss the new original series, The Equalizer, on CBS. Sick of the same old breakfast? Me too. Here's something new. Just Egg Scrambles. Cooks and tastes just like the eggs you're used to, but it's made from plants. Just Egg is protein-packed, but with less saturated fat and no cholesterol. If you have two chicken eggs with breakfast, that's already 124% of your recommended cholesterol for the day. The science is pretty clear. Plant-based diets can have a dramatic improvement in everything from heart health to life longevity. Just Egg tastes and cooks just like conventional eggs. Put it in an omelet, scramble, French toast, banana bread, pad thai, whatever you like to do with eggs. Just Egg is also better for the planet, using 93% fewer carbon emissions and 98% less water than a conventional egg. It takes 53 gallons of water to produce a single egg. Yes, 53. Try carrying that up your four-floor walk-up. Now, you all know I told you last week, and I'm going to tell you again, I was very skeptical about this just egg business. I'm not going to hold you. But I did um, a breakfast demonstration for Community Love Day at Noah's school, and we did French toast. So I did two versions. I did a version with conventional eggs, and I did a plant-based version with just egg for those, you know, to be inclusive with those in the audience. And let me tell you all something. It was incredible. The French toast was delicious. Okay, it wasn't, mine wasn't all the way plant-based because I used butter. But if you use plant-based butter, get your life. You can have French toast just like the rest of us. <laughs> and I never thunk it possible. You can find Just Egg pretty much anywhere at most grocery stores, including Whole Foods, Walmart, and Kroger, and on Amazon Prime now or Instacart. Just Egg, a better egg for you and your family. Thank you, Just Egg. It's a great product and from a company with a great mission. Great mission. Honestly? Truly. All right, y'all. It is time for the honesty box. In our honesty box today, let's give, uh, would you like to give our listener a pseudonym? I believe. Sure. She is her Let's pronoun. call her. Oh, I'm sorry. I just assumed. Is it, is, is it, is it a, what are the pronouns? She, the, uh, she, she, her, I believe. Okay, so let's, 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 how about Michelle? Okay, Michelle. Aw. Michelle says, hello, ladies. I've enjoyed listening to your podcast for a while, and I have a question concerning self-love. How fitting. Okay. <clears throat> for a long time, I've been hearing all of the cliche after-school special lessons about how self-love is the best love. For the most part, I do believe in that. However, no matter what self-care slash self-love activities I try to implement on myself, such as positive affirmations, relaxing rituals, journaling, etc., it just doesn't feel like it's enough. Trying to love myself doesn't feel as good as when another tangible human is physically holding me, cuddling me, kissing me, and telling me I love you. At least to me, it doesn't. Hmm. Can you please provide any realistic advice on how I can effectively love myself to the point of actually being fulfilled? Thank you, and I wish you both a beautiful week. Love, Michelle. Hey, Michelle, girl. Hey girl. Oh, no, that was loud. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I realized that. I, I didn't realize until I was speaking that I was shouting. Mm. Uh, <laughs> that makes me think I had a friend in college who used to say, am I talking loud? And we'd be like, yes, girl. <laughs> yes. 
you are talking so loudly right now. My God. Me and Tristan be like, if, just... if either one of us is talking loud, we'd be like, I'm right here. I'm right here. Because, <laughs> you know, I have I have sinus issues. I got a, a bitch got a deviated septum. So sometimes I'll be having the... I'll be like, ah! these ears will just pop on me. <laughs> exactly. I'll just be like, ah! I'll be like, I, I didn't mean that. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Whew, I digress. I'm sorry. We got to get back to Michelle yes. and the self-love. Sorry, this is, I'm going to be real, 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 real honest, Michelle. This resonated with me because I have a similar struggle. Okay? No matter how many posters I write on these walls <laughs> and how many times I get up and say, you know, you're a bad bitch in the mirror every time. You know, it doesn't feel natural to me. And I struggle with these practices. But what I'm learning is that they are practiced. You know, self-love is a practice. It's just something that you have to commit to doing with a certain level of discipline mm -hmm. in order for it to become a habit. And so um, I also feel like. Okay, so, okay, I should finish that thought before I move to the next one. So since it is a practice and you have to kind of make yourself, um, you have to commit to showing up in that activity, um, the things that have been helpful to me is having some accountability around it. So, like, I've been, one of the things that I like to do is, you know, I'll be intentional about my prayer time. When I want to be intentional about my prayer time and I know that I've been slacking, I will call my friend and say, you know, can we pray tomorrow morning? Like before we go to work, you know, can we, can we get together? Can we, whether it be like FaceTime, whether it be like, I start type, there's been a, me and dubs one time we had like a ongoing prayer Google doc. Yes. Like I would like get up in the morning and like type up a prayer and then she would kind of come behind me and type, you know, finish typing it out. Um, and so accountability kind of helped me to kind of cultivate that practice. I might do that this week too, because that was kind of dope. So, um, having some being, being okay with being uncomfortable mm -hmm. with it because it is something that doesn't, you know, it don't feel natural because it, it doesn't come naturally yet. And so you kind of have to like make yourself kind of develop this practice mm -hmm. and be okay with it feeling weird. Yeah. Um, and stop. And I will also say like, don't expect it to feel like it feels when somebody else is loving you because it's different in nature in that way. So you may not get the same sort of feeling or fulfillment that you would get from uh you know if someone was actually hugging and loving up on you but try to find and think of i mean tr trying to find it, it may take some practice like sometimes i have to really think about okay if this doesn't work for me what do, what feeling am i looking for what is it settling sometimes you know stillness sometimes peace and knowing that you know i'm okay reassuring myself that i'm okay if, no matter what I'm safe and I have what I need. So I'm repeating these kinds of things. The feeling that I get doesn't feel like somebody is rubbing on my back, but it is a feeling of ease mm -hmm. that doesn't, you know, that, that I was in search of. And it may not feel like how I thought it was going to feel, but I'm just kind of trying to get myself accustomed to whatever that feeling is. Um, and, and those are the things that have been helpful to me as I sort of develop these self-love practices. And it takes time and you will fall off the horse. There are some weeks when I'm really, really good about it. And there are some weeks where I don't do well at all. Mm -hmm. um, so don't be don't be so hard on yourself um, and feeling like, you know, some people are able like, you know, I aspire when I think of this sort of space, I think of Franiqua. <laughs> yes. Because I just... <laughs> I just imagine like Fran floating around her apartment on a hoverboard and just being completely <laughs> in the best place all of the time. You know, I said, Ty, I know that that's not realistic and I fully, fully acknowledge that she has ups and downs mm -hmm. and, you know, I acknowledge her humanity as well. But, you know, when I think about someone who is 
fearlessly committed to her own self-love and taking care of herself. She is my possibility model. So I think about Fran um, and I wonder, you know, what would Fran say to me when I'm beating myself up <laughs> about, oh, bitch, you didn't do that well, blah, blah, blah. Like, what is this? I hate this, blah, 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 blah. What would Fran say to me in that moment? And that kind of helps me to kind of get back on track. I feel like I talked a whole lot. I'm so oh, sorry. No. First of all, everything you said was beautiful and very valid. So um, I I would only expound on it or, or add to it because what Kia said is I hope I hope you heard all of that, Michelle. I hope you listened very intently. <laughs> and I love the fact that you acknowledge the fact that this doesn't feel natural and it doesn't feel, it's not going to feel like a relationship with a partner. As a person who has a partner, um, and I'm not even saying that in a dickhead way, <laughs> but as a person who has one, your self-love is not, that's, it's completely separate of that. And I've had to, cause I have moments where I've gotten sad or I have these, you know, these types of moments, you know, where my humanity comes into play and it don't have anything to do with the other person who's in that home. Right. And I, I love that you talked about all of the things you've tried with the positive affirmations and relaxing rituals. But what I would challenge you, which is what I was challenged to. So I'm only sharing is a ritual doesn't have to be you sitting and lighting a candle and like, getting in a salt bath even though that is incredible but it doesn't have to be that <laughs> a, a ritual doesn't have to be okay i set this meditation time and i'm going to a ritual is 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 what a lot of us would you know you is what a lot of us would like to call a routine and yeah a lot of you know implementing those things that kia said that make you feel good that make you feel good that are completely separate from though that that which would come from another person being in your space don't look at them as routines, look at them as rituals because they're things that are feeding you on a daily basis. And another thing, a friend of mine, um, Mary, you all remember we, Mary, Mary Akpashi was on the episode, on an episode with us before. And we also featured her single sure. black body when it came out. She had another single that came out that I wanted to feature in the shout out and totally forgot that I wanted to feature it. Um, but she had another feature, I mean, another solo come out, I mean, single, solo, single feature. God, I can't get my shit together. Arunum <laughs> Ginanya, which is Igbo. And it means I love you, but it's so much deeper. And she explained it to me and said, you know, it's it's really about seeing a person, like say, telling a person that you see them eye to eye, like I see you, right? She's like, I want people to take this Arunum Ginanya and apply it to themselves, this is a song about self-love, meaning you see yourself, you see your shames, you see the things that you, uh, your regrets, you see the things that you might be ashamed of and you accept and love yourself fully for those. Which is not Absolutely. easy work. That doesn't mean that you look at yourself one day in the mirror and go, I love you, I see you. That's not realistic. <laughs> And sometimes you have to do it. And sometimes it's challenging yourself. Like, you know, like to your point about it not being lighting a candle mm -hmm. and playing, you know, some symbols around your right. house. Um, sometimes my the way that I love myself is me being conscious of the way that I speak to myself. Mm -hmm. Yep. Challenging myself not to say last week, 
Toya and I and another a group of friends and I were in this like book club. I mentioned it on the show a couple of weeks ago. And the challenge last week was to, you know, only say positive things about self and about others. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just that intention of me saying positive things about myself and my and others made me so conscious of the all of how natural it, it, it was for me to say something negative about mm-hmm. myself. And that's something that I'm not, that I've done before. You know what I'm saying? Like, the practice sometimes it's not doing something don't be so hard on yourself in that it has to be these certain kind of things it could be you know when i got when i got frustrated after a staff meeting i didn't pass go or collect a hundred dollars i closed this laptop and got in my car and drove straight to orange theory and got on that treadmill and ran for my life (laughs) (laughs) not because not like because i felt like i had to release that aggression i really wanted to scream and punch somebody in the mouth but i had to let it out in the in the best way that i knew how and so, and so what I did was, you know, I, I went for a walk. I mean, if it was hot outside, I probably would have ran and run my complex. But since it's cold, I had to literally go and find a treadmill to run on. <laughs> and that was the way that I had to love on myself in, a, in, in that moment. I had to let myself. And then, and then I cried all the way home. Not like a weepy, emotional sob, but just kind of like let myself shed some tears and release mm-hmm. that emotion of like frustration. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's okay for me to frustrate, be frustrated because I'm, because, you know, I'm, I'm doing something and expecting a result that I'm not getting. And that's frustrating because I've asked for what I need and I'm not getting it from people who say they care about yeah. me. And that's okay for me to be frustrated about that. Just allowing yourself to have those feelings um, and th- that's a way that you love on yourself because if somebody else was there and loving on you, what would they say? Girl, it's all right. You know, them people crazy. That's it. <laughs> you know, them people crazy. So it's okay for you to have that moment by yourself. Absolutely. So Michelle, absolutely. I appreciate you. And thank you for sending that and asking that question. It was a dope question. I think it was really good to ask. And I think we all should just say, what would France think about? <laughs> New merch coming, WWFD. We, we about to capitalize you know off of Franiqua. <laughs> what would France say? What would Franiqua say in this moment? What would she say? Even when we were talking about like revolutionary black happiness, what would France Let me say? tell you something. Maybe Fran was on a... Um, we should she was on a title of the episode. What, what with friends? That's exactly say? what it's going to be called. <laughs> um, I, I. That's exactly what it's going to be called. Um, She's going to be like, I hate you all. Can't wait. I, I can't both, wait to text actually. her and tell her that's what the episode's going to be called. I'm actually going to do that right now. But before, even before we what go, what would friends say? There's a oh, friend yes. was on a panel. She was on a panel with Miriam Hasna. Uh, if you follow Haz, she is just mm-hmm. the beast. She is like. Me. I mean, just a sage. I mean, okay, just a child sage. Child has a is walking sage. wealth of wisdom. <laughs> she is a walking flower. <laughs> She's a walking petal. wealth of wisdom. <laughs> is and fuck you. I just want to ask oh. her a question. Anything? Just like, hey, has. How and I, she's how should she's I gonna be listen today? to the you vibrations of the flowers and she's gonna tell your black ass exactly what you need to hear and I love it I love it Haas uh, is a real one and fuck that white woman who anyway um so what no, it's, somebody said something child, about Haas <laughs> we can talk about it later we'll talk, about, later. We we'll talk, talk about, about it later we got that bitch together don't even worry about it but there was a panel that they were on ain't nobody called me I didn't get the whoopie oh, it was on nobody Twitter you didn't see why I, I posted a series of clown <sighs> gifts for this white woman who was claiming a black woman me. stole spiritual gifts from her and I said 
Oh my God. Excuse you, succubus. But how dare you? How dare you come through with your demonic Y'all thoughts? Y'all supposed to hootie hoo. Y'all supposed to hootie hoo me in these moments. Um, Kia is very TTG. I, I thought you would say you it know on what the I'm Twitter saying? streets. I thought you, this was weeks ago, but I thought you would say it on the Twitter streets. My apologies. I will hootie hoo next Somebody time. Somebody should have hootie hoo. Uh, now time, I'm going to have to scroll back. Oh. You know, I will scroll back and I'll find this white woman. And like, <laughs> another thing. <laughs> Don't think I forgot because I'm here She's now. She's like, and I'm bringing the blood of Jesus. <laughs> That's right. Because what we were, I understand that there was a problem. Okay. Facts. Let's um, get them things clear around here. But on their panel, and it was it was with a number of women, one of them, Noni, Noni Lamar. She's beautiful. That's beautiful black family, beautiful black radical love. Um, and she also has a <laughs> podcast called the All Heart Podcast. Um, All right. Noni, they, they were talking about, you know, what we do to radically take care of ourselves as black women. I'm going to find that link also and post it in the description box because I think it, it's beautifully aligned with our conversation today. And Noni said, oh, well, uh, you know, sometimes I just take a bath. <laughs> she got kids and a husband and a partner. She's like, sometimes I just, she's like, sometimes my black radical joy is taking a bath. And I'm, and we're sometimes, not talking about, Michelle, time, we're not talking day. about candles, like I said, and salts and, and no. this and that. Sometimes it's just getting your black ass in the bathtub and sitting and thinking with being with I your mean, thoughts. some hot water. <laughs> you know, I was talking to my friend Leonard, Dr. Taylor. Y'all yeah, Dr. shout Taylor out to Dr. Taylor. Too. We were so... Dr. Taylor bought a house recently mm. as well, so congratulations to him. I don't know if I said that on the show. I love it. Dr. Taylor bought a house. We both would talk about the 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 gift. So we both have a little bench in the shower. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know what? Sometimes you just got to get in that hot water and sit down. <laughs> just Facts. sit down for a Facts. moment. I'm just going to sit here. Yeah. When I'm drunk, And that's I my business. Because I mean... <laughs> Sometimes it's just my business. Sometimes it's my business to just get here in the shower and sit down because you know what? This is my shower and I pay it. I pay for it. I pay for the water bill. I pay for everything in here. And this is my self-care to sit my behind down in this shower and just sit here and think on, think about the goodness of Jesus. Because <laughs> that's what I want to do. Wait, can I tell y'all a tangent real quick before we close the honesty box? I just want to tell you a little story. This is from many, 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 many moons ago, and I'm not going to say any names. But I had a cousin who was dealing with um, one of the entourage of a, a, a famous basketball player back in the, back a while ago. Okay, this was like 2003. Oh boy. <laughs> so, oh boy. you know, we about to go on a road trip. But we're young and stupid. So my so my cousin's like, well, we going to go to the club first tonight. I was like, bitch, we're supposed to get on the road at 5 a.m., but go off. So we go to the club, and then, of course, that turns into going to the strip club, and then that turns into the after party at the crib. So we... Because what? 22? Right, exactly. So we go back to this nigga... We go back to this <laughs> basketball player's crib, but he's not there. She's dealing with the entourage, remember? The raggedy niggas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I just tell you all? So they gave us, like, I got shorts and a t-shirt, and so I swam, nigga. I was night swimming. I was living my best life. Damn a road trip. <laughs> But after that was over, my cousin went off to go handle her business because y'all already know. Okay. I found an an empty master bedroom with a giant shower that had a bench in it. And it's the first time I had ever been in a shower with a bench. Can I just tell y'all while my cousin was 
getting pounded in the other room. Your girl. Getting her legs beat. <laughs> okay. Okay. Legs Spread beat. like 9.15. Your girl. <laughs> <laughs> Your girl. I mean, the bitch was at six o'clock. Okay. God, <laughs> Hold the steering wheel like what? Ten and two. <laughs> what a time. Your girl Jade was knocked out in the shower. Do you hear me? I in found sh- that bench oh in gosh. that steamy warm water and fell asleep for hours. So I say, I tell you that that story in the shower and not the bathtub. Oh, no, no, it was a shower, but it had a bench in it and I'd never been it. I said, this is rich. And I went to sleep. My bench is not long enough for me to lay down, but I I can't sit down and just have a little talk with I sat on the floor. Will you lay down on on the ground? I sat on the floor and put my head on the bench like this. It was all slate. It was beautiful. It was beautiful for the times. It was beautiful. Oh gosh. Anyway, Michelle. Sounds very industrial. But yes, Michelle, find yourself a bench in your mm-hmm. shower. I'm just Because <laughs> that right there is self-love. Right. If <laughs> golden chair, whatever. Get in the ba- get in the bathtub. Do whatever get a lawn chair, girl, whatever you need. But either way, the fact is, the fact remains, you're gonna have to figure yeah. out how to love yourself yeah. and be be oh, be gracious during this journey during this process you don't have to figure it out in a month you don't have to figure it out in a year and it and it and it's it's entitled to change yes because once upon once upon a time shots was the way that i loved myself (laughs) i'm no longer in the position i'm no longer in the position to love on myself in that way no that's now self abuse that's what that is (laughs) now and was that if I tried to do that now I would absolutely be deceased it would be a wrap for me okay but the fact remains rub your own booty and it's okay just, for you to tell yourself it doesn't feel as good listen, for me to be rubbing my own booty get you that, some cocoa butter girl but I'm gonna rub Rock my yourself own booty to sleep. until it feels good in it's own way get you a body pillow girl and hunch and, and live your best hunch. life <laughs> one time you know i just you know i just can't we're gonna get an email from the fcc one day and we are going to be eliminated take, it's going to be i'll over. take full accountability it's fine <laughs> oh gosh let's get All on to right, this black woman self-care gents. because that's actually what we need right now i deserve Oh, guys. Okay. So, in black person self care, in Purge Gate 2021. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I am. This has been a month. No. This has been a year long series. It's been six months. Wild. <laughs> Tristan said the other day, he was like, yo, every time, like, I think you're done. You you like he's like like three giant recycle bags pop up with shit and I'm wondering where the <laughs> fuck it came from. <laughs> but let me tell y'all, I'm about done. I'm literally just about. I mean, you said done. that two months ago. But no, listen. I had the I had the task rabbit come in and he mounted like all the floating shelves and he mounted my mirror, which then created more floor space for me. I don't think I have to buy another organizational thing. Um, 
I have two cabinets left and I am fully finished with purging and reorganizing my entire home, repotted the plants, just like, I mean, just got it all the way together. Shout out to Mary for helping me to really just get my life together. Again, I tell y'all this was spiritual work. It was what I needed in this moment. This was my form of self-love. I had to sit with self and say, what do you need? And so <laughs> I'm just really, really grateful. I'm just really, really grateful to have done this project and have gotten this done and to have had assistance with it. And I feel good. Like, I feel like I can, I can... I can perform my rituals that are going to feed me on a daily basis. So that's, that's it. I'm not going to say shit else about this purge. I swear on everything. I'm done with it. Y'all can be done with my Virgo ways. I promise I'm finished, but that wraps it up. What about you, sis? I'm very happy for you. Um, so I mean, okay. It's a celebration because uh as you all know due to the to the to the panasonic mm -hmm. and, and the shutdown uh, this time last year i was devastated to learn that the nail shops were closed and i had to cut my nails yeah you did and i don't know if you all were there to witness the grief <laughs> that i suffered the cutting my nails off. I'm I'm the kind of person who likes to keep her nails done. It's something that makes me happy and sad. brings me joy. It was sad. It was very, 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 very sad. Imagine if Marsha Brady had hair down to her feet as much as she brushes <laughs> it. Imagine if she had hair down to her feet as much as she loves her hair. And then one day somebody said, you got to shave all that shit off. That was Kia with them nails. I was very sad. Um, but thanks be to thanks be unto God, okay. <laughs> My nails are back. Yes, they are. I got my nails done this week. I have been very I've, I've been wanted to be safe and you Hold know them up. uh Um <laughs> I have been wanting to be safe and acknowledging of all of the protocols and wanted to maintain you know i didn't i don't want didn't want to put myself or anybody else at risk and so i have been trying to you know stay out of the nail shops my nail tech has a um a individual like she doesn't have like a mm -hmm. shop but she has like an individual suite and she's just kind of briefed me and let me know all the things that she does to keep herself safe. I know several people who have, uh, you know, been going to her. Um, she keeps up with her testing and her cleanliness protocols are on point. And so I felt safe enough to venture on back. Um, and so that's what I did this this weekend. I pushed my way on, had a nail appointment, the first nail appointment I that, that I have actually had in a year. Um, and so... You know, I felt safe. We were all masked up. There was all the plexiglass, hands washed, temperatures checked. I felt like, you know, everyone was doing, she was doing due diligence, as was I. And I said my little prayer, asked God to continue to cover and keep me. And, and so he's been so kind as to let a real G get our acrylics back. You hear me, girl? Do you, do you hear me? Oh, holy God. 
I'm so excited. <laughs> um, but yeah, shout out to everyone who kept me lifted in prayer during such a terrible time. Okay, I took an L during the COVID. Now I here's get my, my question: Are those your nails? Are they tips? So no, these are tips. Uh, these are tips because of course I had to cut my nails. Right. Uh, so I have a tip, a tip on now, but I'm going. You know, usually I just put the tip on until my nails grow out. I I ask. We'll... I only ask guys. It's not a shady question. I ask because Kia's nails were long as piss. Like they were. Yeah, yeah, but super you, long. They grow. They yeah. grow. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm. Uh, I I I just wear tips to kind of just get me to to cover and protect my nails so that they will grow out, and then uh -huh. I'll just wrap them. Um, so yeah, thankfully I thank God for hair and nails that grow. Uh, so yeah, we just going to, yes. we just going to keep these tips until, until we can get this grow out, this grow out going and then we'll be back in business. No I time flat. That. I'm so happy for you. Cause I know you feel mighty real. I feel like myself again. I feel <laughs> I like myself again. I literally got back in the car and saw my hand on the steering wheel and was just like, whoo. I know you felt good. Feels good to be back. That's a bitch about her nails. Do you hear me? Okay. <laughs> I enjoy them. It's, important. it's a it. part of my self-love ritual. It is. It helps me to feel good about myself. I'm and glad so, you're back because we've been um, in this shit for a year. So listen, I'm really trying, and I mean, hey, if if times if we take a turn and we need to go back, then I don't I don't have a problem, you know, going back into to to hiding. But I'm trying to very. Round. Yeah, I'm very safely trying to just hunker down and do the right things. And thankfully, uh, my nail tech is, uh, you know, extremely diligent about her cleanliness protocols and hasn't had anyone to to get infected or anything like that. So we're just going we're just going to keep the party going. We'll see how it goes. I think I'm, I'm finally going and I had. Go a oh, go ahead. Uh -uh, my bad. Just to be safe. I had a COVID test this morning. Yes. <laughs> I'll let you know, but I'm pretty sure I'm okay. I'm 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 good. And I, I mean, just because I like to keep them up regularly, not mm -hmm. because I got my nails done, but I hadn't had one in a good three weeks. So I just want to make sure that I'm still safe. And, you know, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. I'm so happy for you. I am super happy. Uh, but I'm very excited <laughs> for these petty peeves because I know what's coming. So um, oh let's head that direction. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Cause everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. honey. All right, it's time to put this petty on parade. Um, I have the actual petty peeve this week, kid. It's not, hers is not petty. And ours is more shared. <laughs> um, hmm. Because that is my sister. But quickly, you know, in Uber Eats, Postmates, uh, DoorDash, Caviar, World, um, in the continuation of complaints because we all we already know how this goes i've had a really nice streak of beautiful drivers you know being that it's been snowy and cold and whatever else i make sure that i leave amazing tips i i try to tip well before this but like you really got to look out for these people because they double parking and trekking and all of this but i had a nigga come the other day and call me uh oh and tell me he was downstairs. Okay, come on upstairs. You know, same, so we about to do, well, this is the same shit we about to do. <laughs> now, most of the time <laughs> when I have time. to tell them, sir, come upstairs, Miss, come upstairs. I Please, I tipped you so you can come upstairs. I'm not coming downstairs. This nigga tells me, no, nah, I don't do that. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. 
I said, what? <laughs> He's like, I don't do that. I said, but I tip so that you do. Like, you shouldn't do delivery if you don't what? do that. He's like, you're going to have to come downstairs because I don't do that. <laughs> I said. Oh, my gosh. Whoo. Because I don't Is want to fight with you about over my food, I'm going to go ahead and go. So I go downstairs, get the food. The nigga is rude. He don't say nothing. He's just rude. You can tell he don't have no home trainer. And so I said, okay. So I went back to the app. And it's a bitch named Samantha. So that's not her real name. I'm not going to tell you because y'all ain't going to be lizzo me to death. But it's a bitch <laughs> named Samantha. I said, okay. So I know this nigga's name is not Samantha. <laughs> I, I know that's not his name. So you are using... Your girlfriend, whoever's account to do this DoorDash because I'm pretty sure that your account got suspended for some reason. I'm pretty positive right. of that. You're using her account and you about to get her account fucked up because what I'm tired of, you see how we talked about black radical joy and we talked <laughs> about, you know, black trauma and all of this. I'm real good about not complaining on, on, on my fellow black people, right? I don't complain on black Uber drivers. I don't complain on black lives. I don't complain on black people because I just, I'm not getting ready to perpetuate this. But also in my own black, in my own black trauma, in my own black tragedy, in my own shit, I deserve to, to for the things that I pay for and these privileges <laughs> that I pay for, <laughs> I deserve for them to be carried into fulfillment. I recognize that they are privileges, okay? But I, rec I, I deserve for them to be carried out. I don't treat you like no slave. You ain't no slave to me. You ain't no servant, nigga. You doing a job and I'm gonna pay you for that job. I'm gonna pay, I'm going to give you what I think you deserve for that. But you gonna tell me you don't do that and I'm supposed to just sit up here and be like, all right, well, no, nigga, you get one fucking star. I tip that nigga one cent. I didn't go and snitch that it wasn't a bitch named Samantha. But I'm over it. You don't get to just be a dickhead and just because you black, I'm supposed to just deal with it. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. we ain't gonna do be doing each other dirty now. We don't we don't get that's not what this is in the name of. We already get enough of that. So that's my petty peeve, but Kia's is actually valid this week. So go ahead, sis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yours is valid too. It's just aggravation. Uh, it's just aggravation. I don't know what privilege. I would do. I would be like, well, I guess you, I don't even know. I would be so angry. I probably wouldn't even have eaten. I, I wanted like, my food. That was literally the only, because I was like, I'm hungry. Like a bitch has not <sighs> eaten. I don't do this. I was like, but you actually do. But you That's do, what your job nigga. is to do. <sighs> Ugh. Trash. Okay. So I received a, a, a DM. And I try to stay out of those because, you know, my DMs can be the ghetto sometimes. <laughs> um, but I, I, received, I received a DM over the weekend um, from a young lady who had a question for me. Um, and uh, it was an out-of-pocket question, right? So Wildly. I struggled with what... I, I struggled with whether or not I was going to answer it. I, I could not answer it in the moment and I didn't want to answer it... Um, yeah, so I had to really kind of literally think about how I was going to respond to this because it's a sensitive subject. And as you all know, I have been very, very transparent and open and honest about um, many things on this show. One of those things 
uh, being um, my relationship with my brother and my grief around his passing and how I'm kind of managing that grief, um, you know, and will be managing it for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a really sensitive subject to me, I guess, for obvious reasons. Um, But but I wanted to address it in this way in hopes that... um, Cause I want to be really careful around, around how I, how I answer it. So I, I'm not saying this to say that I'm not open, open to, let me see how I want to say this. Okay. Let me think. Cause I tried to prepare, but I don't, I didn't want to like read a statement or be, be that deep, but I have connected with many people who are also navigating grief. People have reached out to me and shared that me being transparent about my experiences have affirmed them and gave them hope. And that's something that I am very grateful for. I don't take that for granted. And so this is not to say that, you know, I don't want to hear from anybody concerning these things. But I just ask that you be very, very. um, I ask that you be very. How do I say this? Be be cognizant of how you speak about my brother. Be aware of the things that you that you um, associate his life with, or or connect his life with, and be ever conscious of the fact that many of you don't know me, mm. and and none of you know him or knew him. And so I ask that as you discuss my brother, mention him or or discuss anything surrounding my brother that you be, that you honor him by being respectful in how how you discuss him with me or with anybody. You shouldn't be discussing him with anybody, but just, you know, because um, there, there are, we talk a lot about boundaries on this show in terms of, you know, having boundaries that you want other people to, to respect. But with that comes the responsibility of respecting other people's boundaries. And we are real open and honest. We say all the time that everyone's welcome at the kitchen table here on this show. And that's very true because mm-hmm. this is a safe space. It's a, it's a, it's a container where we can discuss all of the difficult things. But even in that transparency, there are still boundaries. When you come to somebody's house and you sit at their kitchen table, that don't mean that you have access to go in their refrigerator and look in their deep freezer and in their pantry and in mm-hmm. their cupboards and everything else. I want y'all to respect and be sensitive to the way that y'all talk about certain things that I share with you. Um, and I know that me being... Me me sharing things on the internet opens me up for certain things and I can handle that. But, you know, sometimes uh people are just are just insensitive. And I don't know if I don't think it's intentional. Sometimes it could be. But, you know, just just think about the way that you are talking about me, my life, my business, the things that I've shared. Think about how you might be triggering me, even in your attempt to connect with me. That's all I'm asking. Just be conscious of how you handle certain things. Handle me. Respect me. I'm asking this. I'm putting this out here this way because the next time that it happens, I can't promise you that I will be this diplomatic. 
in how I respond to you. And I'm not calling anybody out. I'm not, sent, I'm not saying anybody's names. I'm not judging. I'm just asking very generally, very humbly. I'm just asking you very, very sincerely to respect me and respect what I have shared. Respect this platform that Jade and I have built together. Respect this space where we all come together and discuss our business. And honor that by not making assumptions about people about me specifically, about things that I share or don't share. Um, and and this you don't have to respond, you don't have to apologize or anything like that. I'm just saying in the future, like I, I I'll say it like this. Your question triggered me. It was hurtful to me. It made me upset. Um, and I hope that that wasn't your intention. But despite your intention, that's what happened. Uh, I don't understand why you asked it. I don't know that I need to. It wasn't a question. But I did <clears throat> I did feel like I, I wanted to to share and share it this way. Cause I didn't want to get caught up in going back and forth with anybody in the DMs. I didn't want to say anything, make this a big deal. I just want to address it this way and then let it be done. Uh again, this is not to say that, you know certain topics are off limits or blah, 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 blah. I'm just, I, we can talk, I'm going to talk about my brother again. I know that. I'm going to talk about my grief again. I know that. And I welcome you to, if you have a question or if you if you um, want to discuss grief or something like that with me, I'm not saying that I'm close to that. I'm just asking you to be respectful in how you phrase your questions or statements regarding me and my life and my brother to ensure that you're not making any assumptions or judgments about things that you don't know or understand. Mm. Respectfully. Mm -hmm. And that's all I have to say. And that is another episode of Getting Grown. Uh, I hope and thank you. I thank you all for joining us each and every week. Um, for sure i hope that was a lesson that wasn't a read it's just it wasn't it wasn't a read but if you it was a request nah that it was no it was a statement Uh, no don't do that (laughs) shit don't do that (laughs) if you have to send messages to people and start the message off with um i'm sorry if this offends you or plea or if this is out of line if you have to say that then it probably is out of line and you shouldn't send the message so that's just that on that. Um, but thank you all for joining us every single week. This is real life. Every this is getting week. grown. This is adulthood. <laughs> this is what it comes I'm with. I'm trying to address this in an adult way. You did a really beautiful job, sis. I'm not as eloquent as you. And I I just, <laughs> I applaud and like admire, you know, the ways in which you're able to express yourself in these, in these ways that resonate so well with people. I had some time. I had some time to think and process and try to get my words together. You know that in the moment when I when I first discussed it with you, it, I was not as 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 level headed. No, because but it's, it's fine. My feelings were charged, but the thing about it is, Invalid. you know, I wanted I wanted to just I wanted to address this in a productive way. 
And again, this is not to call anybody out mm-hmm. or single anybody out and make anybody feel any sort of way. I just want to make sure, just kind of to make sure that doesn't happen again. Just let you guys know how I feel about it so that we can all move forward. But I don't want to ramble on. Thank y'all so much, SJ was saying, for joining us at the kitchen table this week. We will look forward to seeing you guys next week. We love you very much. Continue to send in your emails to getting grown um podcast at gmail.com send in your honesty box your shout outs your petty peeves we love to share those um let us know if there's anything you want us to commiserate about yeah uh, in the kitchen table um and until next time um tell them what the deuce is drink that water because i can see how dry you are sometimes inside (laughs) moisturize the knuckles because some of y'all forget to do that and mind your black ass business in that order why sis because your black will crack if it's dry goodbye there's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why, the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work. 